Welcome to Coping with Ghosting, the show that provides hope, healing, and understanding for anyone who has been ghosted. I'm Greta, and today's topic is coping with shame and guilt after being ghosted. My guest is Francesca Walker. She's an associate psychotherapist at Shadowlight Center in New York, where she accompanies clients on the journey of meeting their shadow self with compassion, leveraging their ancestral and somatic wisdom to find their center, and manifesting their most elevated and actualized vision of self. With this heightened attunement to self, clients then have a deeper capacity to turn toward partners, family of origin, or chosen family, and move toward energetic alignment. Her vision for her therapeutic work is to fully embrace an integrated mind-body-spirit approach to restore psychological safety, bodily integrity, and spiritual sovereignty to marginalized communities and all individuals moving toward collective liberation. Thank you so much for joining me, Francesca. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Greta. Let's talk about shame. What is it? And in what ways could it show up after somebody's ghosted? Yeah, so shame, um, and I know that we're going to talk about guilt a little bit later, um, but shame is very much an internal process in the sense that uh, the source of the anxiety starts within. So typically this feeling that we call shame is when one feels like they are out of integrity with the external. If you feel like you have done something that is, you know, in some ways harmful, or again, is not in alignment with who you are and how you want to show up in the world, that is what we tend to understand as shame. So the process begins internally. And sometimes it can manifest externally, but but the process begins internally with shame. Mm-hmm. I've heard it as an acronym should have mastered everything. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. Yeah. No, I've not heard that one, but that, yes, I I can see how that would resonate as well. Right. You know, and I think, again, if we connect it to the idea of how we want the world to experience us Mm -hmm. um, and how we want to be perceived by the world and feeling like we are falling short of that, that makes sense. Right. Mm -hmm. That acronym makes a lot of sense. And so um, when we think about things like, for instance, perfectionism, Mm -hmm. you know, like underneath that there's shame, you know? And so that aligns very nicely with that acronym. So I like that. Maybe I should start using that. (laughs) I think it's helpful. I think it's actually should have already mastered everything. Now that I'm thinking about S-H-A-M-E. So it's like self-judgment. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So what advice do you have for somebody who feels shame about and around being ghosted? It's, it's complicated, right? Because what people might think is shame um, that they're feeling after that might actually be guilt. Um, and we'll get into that in a second. But uh, if, if someone is, is experiencing shame where they feel like, let's say they feel like they've done something that is, again, out of alignment with who they feel like they are, and they feel like that is, is the reason why they were ghosted, that's why someone might feel shame, right? So usually we're talking about ghosting, it's actually guilt that people are experiencing. But, you know, if someone is feeling that, oftentimes it's shame because it's an internal process that begins in the internal, 
people tend to make themselves small. So the behaviors um, that would be associated with that are all kind of designed to make people feel small, people feel invisible. There are many ways to kind of address that. One of the ways that I love to think about is really uh, being in community with with people who who know you best, uh, with people who who see your fullness, right, and your your full humanity. Uh, and so sometimes you need that reminder just by being back in community of your worthiness, right, mm-hmm. of of your power. And so so that's a part of it. And of course, through a therapeutic process, because that also is a form of relationship, a lot of repair can happen just in that therapeutic alliance as well. So having you know, a therapist, a counselor, or someone to talk to um, that is really going to support you in remembering okay. who you are is, I think, really powerful there. So it's a process. It's not a quick fix. But the, the antidote is relational because the harm was relational. Ooh. I love what you said. I know your work is really holistic and honors the mind and body and spirit. How can somebody identify shame within their body and then work to release it? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the first thing that one has to do is even to, to get back into the practice of feeling their body altogether. So oftentimes when someone experiences some kind of harm or trauma, there's a tendency to disassociate from the body. So uh, the first step is actually to feel back into the body. And so when I'm working with clients, I usually do a lot of visualization and meditation with them to support them. So I kind of start with supporting them in visualizing their energy field, which is (laughs) right outside right? And we like to call that also like the subtle body. So we kind of get in tune with the subtle body. um, And then we're able to, you know, once that client feels safe, and they're able to really feel that field, that energy field around them, Mm -hmm. then we kind of go internal. And so, you know, again, with that visualization, a meditative process, we really kind of dig into it. So we look at, um, you know, this shame, like, What's the shape of it? What's the size of it? What's the texture of it? What's the color of it? Like we really get into it. And then once someone is able to locate where it is, usually it's wherever they're feeling tension, then we're able to kind of say like, okay, you know, let's see if we can move it. Let's see if we can shift it. Can we make it smaller? And so you kind of really lead someone through that process. You know, it can be an involved process, uh, particularly for someone who is not used to being back in their body or for someone who doesn't yet feel safe being in their body. Mm -hmm. But again, there, there are definitely ways to do it in ways that the client can kind of take with them. Right. And they can kind of get back into and do even without the presence of a therapist or a counselor. That's a really cool technique. I appreciate that so much. I believe in holistic forms of healing. I've definitely done visualizations similar to that. And my, my shame has presented in like big red balls of energy in my neck behind my shoulder blades, like just huge, like wells of tension that I need to get massaged out. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And it's nice, you know, because, uh, because this is the kind of work that I do, uh, I also get to engage in the process myself. Mm -hmm. And so again, it's, it's the relational piece because oftentimes I'll find that when I'm working with clients and we identify where that shame is, usually if I'm really, you know, tapping into that client's energy, I'm able to feel 
that shame or whatever that feeling or sensation is in the exact same place that they can feel it in their own body. So it's, again, like this, when harm, like when we think about harm, harm is relational. And so healing also needs to be relational. And you've got to be willing to really drop in um, to someone's experience. That is really helpful to hear. Thank you for explaining that. I know we've wanted to talk about guilt. (laughs) So what is guilt and how is it different from shame? Excellent. Yes. So when we talk about guilt, so remember when I said shame, the the source of shame begins internally. We talk about guilt. The the source is is actually external. So another way to think about guilt is resentment that's inverted on onto oneself. So, you know, what you're actually feeling is resentment towards maybe a person, people, right? Um, and instead of allowing that energy, right, to be kind of directed in that direction for whatever reason, right? Fear, being conflict averse, like whatever that might be, you kind of internalize it, right? You kind of internalize it. People who have been told that, um, they're too much, right? You're too sensitive, you're too whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Oftentimes those are the folks who will take that resentment that they are having and turn it back on themselves. And so that's what we are experiencing as guilt, mm-hmm. right? And so earlier I kind of mentioned that what we oftentimes are feeling when we're being ghosted, we think it's shame. And, and in some cases it might be, but it might be guilt, but not guilt in the sense that we typically talk about it, which comes with this, you know, you are accountable and responsible for this particular outcome. You know, when we talk about the guilt, what we really mean is this person has harmed me and I feel disappointed, you know, whatever, insert negative emotion here, anger, whatever towards this person, but I don't necessarily or may not feel comfortable expressing it to them. Mm. So I will turn it back on myself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And internalize those negative feelings. And so that's oftentimes what's happening because, you know, a lot of folks will then start to ask themselves questions, right? I did something wrong. You know, maybe I wasn't good enough. Maybe, you know, like the whole story that people will tell themselves to kind of, take on accountability for something that was actually done to them. Right. I've encountered so many people who experience guilt after being ghosted. Some feel guilty because they've blocked their ghost on social media. Others feel guilty because they've sent a text message that set a boundary with the ghost. And I just wonder what are some actionable ways that people can overcome feelings of guilt? Yeah, the first step is one, the awareness of what guilt really is, right? Which we kind of covered. So starting with that awareness piece of, you know, instead of me internalizing this thing that was done to me, let me recognize, let me let me separate it from myself and recognize that this doesn't belong to me. So this particular emotion that I'm experiencing or feeling doesn't actually belong to me. And I get to give it right back to that individual and, you know, connected to that. Right. So um, this idea of, you know, again, when we went back to shame, we were talking about the ways in which people begin to make themselves small or invisible with shame. Right. So, again, that's 
that's oftentimes what people are experiencing, you know, like when they're like, you know, I feel guilty because I sent a message or I set a boundary. <laughs> right. Right. But, you know, it's usually shame that they're feeling. And then again, it's about one, getting very crystal clear on who you are. Right. And sometimes mm-hmm. you need that reminder. And then w- regardless of what behavior you're engaging in, you're clear that it is in alignment with who you believe yourself to be and who you say you are. Mm-hmm. So once you get clear about that, there isn't a gap to be filled. There isn't this, oh, I sent this message. And so I feel guilty. or I feel shame. So when you're acting in alignment uh, with who you believe yourself to be uh, and who you say you are, the gap that often gets created for folks uh, when, you know, let's say they feel guilty about something and they've done something, right? It's usually the guilt or the shame is usually because they feel like there's a gap between the action that they've done or the behavior that they've engaged in and who they are. And so part of how you close that gap is, again, by really getting clear about who you are and understanding that the behavior that you're engaging in is in alignment with who you are. Right. So if you are reaching out to someone and saying, I didn't appreciate that, we had this connection, I thought we had this connection, and all of a sudden you just stopped talking to me. That is being very clear about your worth, right? You know, like you know that you are worth more than that. So there's nothing to feel guilty about when you know that, right? Oftentimes where we get tripped up is when we are unsure, right? When we are unsure about our worth and then we communicate our worthiness and then we're like, wait a minute, am I, am I actually worth that? Oh, I feel guilt, shame. That's that disconnect. That is such great advice. Thank you for that. I know that's going to help a lot of people because yes, you are worth it. You are worthy of speaking up for yourself, speaking up for what you deserve, telling people your truth in a kind and compassionate way. And I don't think there's anything to feel guilty about if you're, if you're just sharing your truth. Absolutely. There is nothing to feel guilty about, you know, and also uh, part of it too, um, you know, remember we talk about guilt. It's often people taking accountability for something that's not theirs to take accountability for. And so oftentimes people will take accountability for whatever emotions they imagine might come up for that other person. But that's not, that's not yours to take accountability for. Right. 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 So I think that's that's an important awareness to have as well. Thank you for adding that. You are not responsible for other people's feelings. Not at all. Especially when those feelings are a result of you reminding them of your worth and who you are. <laughs> Listeners cannot see me nodding my head over and over again. I'm just I'm so happy that you're sharing this. Thank you. Yeah. Lastly, I wonder, is there anything else you'd like to share about ghosting, shame, or guilt in general? I think we've talked quite a bit about shame and guilt, but I I do want to say, you know, about ghosting. Ghosting is the result of another individual's inability to communicate, inability to show up for themselves authentically, 
you know, and that's their own trauma, especially when we think about ghosting. And of course, our, our first, if we are experiencing being ghosted, it's very painful. And we're often very much thinking about our experience of being ghosted. And, and I think that that's important. And also it can be helpful to recognize that when someone ghosts you, that's their stuff. And the reason I say that is because when, when we're not able to recognize that, we start to take on some of these feelings of shame, guilt, insert negative emotion here, and we start to internalize it and make that mean something about us and who we are and what we deserve and what we're worth. And so it's important to recognize that when someone is engaging in a behavior uh, that is um, not um, or antithetical to connection, antithetical to, you know, creating a space where people feel safe, that's their stuff to work through. And you don't need to take that on for them. Yes, you do not need to take that on for them. I've heard and met with a lot of people who do want to take that on. And do you have any words of advice to those people? Absolutely. If you very much feel like you want to take on other people's stuff and process it and work through it, my advice to you is to become a therapist. And on that note... Please get paid for your emotional labor. (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. I love that so much. (laughs) Now you can, now you know what you're here for. Wow. If any of you were wondering about a future career. You you found it. There's a place for you. (laughs) Oh, wow. That was great. Um, brilliant. Okay. Are you open to accepting clients, (laughs) new clients? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, not for long because there's something about the season of fall that (laughs) has people coming back to the work. So, uh, but at this moment I am still taking on clients. Uh, so if anyone wants to reach out to me or connect with me, they are welcome to visit the shadowlightcenter.com website uh, and connect with me there, or they can email me directly at Francesca at shadowlightcenter.com. Are you taking virtual patients anywhere in New York? That's a great question. Our practice is completely telehealth. Okay. So yeah, definitely connect with us if you are anywhere in New York state um, and are looking for support. Well, I am so grateful that you came on the show. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. It's been a real treat. Thank you. And listeners, be sure to remember when you are ghosted, you have more time to connect with yourself and people who have stellar communication skills. You deserve the best.